the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, October the 22nd, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on October 22nd, 2014, a gunman shot and killed a soldier standing guard at a war memorial in Ottawa. Then the gunman charged into the Canadian Parliament, tried to shoot more people, but they killed him before he could do so. Today in 1824, the Kentucky legislature adjourned. That ended the political career of Davy Crockett. He retired today in 1824. Today in 1836, Sam Houston was inaugurated as the first constitutionally elected president of the Republic of Texas. Today in 1907, Ringling Brothers bought Barnum and Bailey. They became the only show in town then, the Ringling Brothers. Today in 1926, Ernest Hemingway's first novel, The Sun Also Rises, it was published. And today in 1934, bank robber Charles Pretty Boy Floyd, he was shot to death by federal agents at a farm near uh, East Liverpool, Ohio. They'd been looking for him for a long time. Today in 1962, in a nationally broadcast address, President John Kennedy, he revealed the presence of Soviet-built missile bases under construction in Cuba and he announced a quarantine of all offensive military equipment being shipped to the communist island nation. Today in 1986, President Ronald Reagan signed into law sweeping tax relief legislation. Oh yes, the Reagan years were good years. I remember them well. Today in 2001, a second Washington, D.C. postal worker died of inhalation of anthrax. And one year ago today, Macy's came out with a big statement. They said Santa Claus would not be greeting kids at its flagship New York City store due to coronavirus. That interrupted, they said, a holiday tradition that they had started about 160 years ago. That was one year ago today. Remember that Snohomish uh, barber? Bob Martin, last year, I talked about him a couple of different days on this program. Retired Marine. I guess once a Marine, always a Marine. He's retired, at least from active duty. He's a veteran, the U.S. Marine Corps. He owns a barbershop in Snohomish. For those of you out of the area, Snohomish is is just out of Seattle a ways and, and um, small smaller town. It's growing a lot in recent years. But anyway... It's in this greater Seattle, Puget Sound area. And anyway, he was uh, he has this, uh, it's called the Stag Barbershop. It's kind of in a strip mall. And it is. Uh, uh, it, it was well-known locally until he stood against the government, against Jay Inslee in particular, the, the governor. Now it's kind of nationally known and certainly known throughout the state. But uh, he's very outspoken. 
So anyway, you may remember him from this program, or you certainly may have heard about him in the news. He was. Well, he's back in the news again. And um, he is... uh, he has not changed his mind. He has not softened. He said, I am, he told Como News, he said, I am not going to let the parasites in Olympia tell me that I cannot work. He said, it's my right to work. He said that yesterday. After word spread of his decision, the Snohomish County Barbershop was swamped with customers. I talked about that on this program. That's been a little more than a year ago. State prosecutors wrote in May of 2020 that by keeping his barbershop open, he was endangering lives. And that letter was his final warning. This is it. The state versus you. We're seeing this more and more now. The people that we have elected and pay, we pay them a good salary. There are public servants, supposedly, theoretically. Those people are more and more becoming versus the people rather than public servants. I think we all know that. Well, anyway, Martin continued cutting hair. He said, I'm not going to stop cutting hair because Olympia tells me I can't do it. So they revoked his license and started fining him. So now we're learning that the fine is $90,000 and apparently it's still growing. Anyway, the Department of Licensing says that he owes them $90,000 So he told Como News yesterday that he said, no, he said, I signed a promissory note, so it's a done deal. He said, as far as the $90,000 is concerned, who's the injured party? That's the question. Who got hurt? Nobody got hurt. Well, a Snohomish County judge has stepped in and told Martin recently that the promissory note would not satisfy his debt. That's not enough. It's interesting, and I don't want to overstate this, but it's interesting how The state never quite gets enough, do they? They always want more, particularly the liberal, the progressive, the leftists, the radicals. They always want more from the people who pay them. On Monday, this coming Monday, Martin is going to face two afternoon reviews with the Office of Administrative Hearings. Reporters will not be allowed into the room, but a spokesman with the agency has said, well, they might release audio recordings. Como News asked Martin if he had any regrets about what he's done over the last more than a year. He said, absolutely not. I'm quoting him. Absolutely not. No regrets whatsoever. I firmly believe in what I'm doing. I didn't realize I'd be the only one standing up for the Constitution, though. He said a lot of people are afraid. I'm not afraid of a, well, I won't quote him there, a blankety-blank thing. Como News says they tried to get a comment from the Attorney General's office and the Department of Licensing, but he said, Como News says when they called the Attorney General's office, they referred them to the Department of Licensing. So they called the Department of Licensing, and the Department of Licensing referred Como News to, you guessed, the Attorney General's office. Public employees, public servants. A spokesman for Governor Jay Inslee, they said in a written statement, I don't think it behooves us to comment further. (laughs) Of course not. We've said a lot about it in the past. They said the process will play itself out. 
Well, sometimes these processes do not play themselves out in the way that the state thinks. And I can tell you from my point of view, and I have a point of view, and I I look at a lot of news, more than I would like some days, but I, I look at a lot for this radio program because it's that important to me. I feel very, very deeply about this program. I believe God has called me to do this, and I believe that he spoke to my heart about it. And so I, the least I can do is give it my best shot every day. So we consume a lot of information. And um, I have a, a growing awareness, and I'm sure many of you do as well, that somehow the state has lost their vision of being a public servant. And they have become king-like, like an emperor, And yes, the emperor has no clothes. America is starting to awaken. I would much rather see a revival sweep this nation than a political awakening, but there is a bit of a political awakening. And it's pretty much attached to these kinds of things, specifically public education. But our businesses, our lives, the government is not serving the people that they are hired to serve They are standing against them and often punishing them when they will not. And I'm not talking about lawlessness. The Bible is very clear about being lawful. I'm talking about common sense, day-to-day living, real life, not in a, a room somewhere under a dome of a capital, whether it's in Salem or Olympia or Boise or Washington, D.C. It doesn't matter where it is. I'm just talking about life in general. There's so much to worry about today. There's so many things to fret about. I'm reminded that perhaps this is not the only time it's been that way. Jesus himself said, I have said these things, I have spoken these things unto you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. So I think how we respond to what's going on is basically and directly related to how we see the world in which we live. And if we see the world in which we live as a place where God Almighty himself created all things and God is in control, then we can find peace in that. We cannot find peace in the solutions to the problems. But I am fully convinced after a lifetime in the ministry, that God wants his people engaged in the culture, in the world, in our lives, in our communities, not to go along and affirm the quote-unquote public servants. Some of them are great. Some of them are horrible. But God wants us involved in the process, and I believe he's called us to do that. I believe that deeply. The government kind of resists outspoken people getting involved in anything that they're doing. There's a lot of news this morning from out of Virginia. I've talked about that Lotham County deal where parents who are objecting to critical race theory and all of that kind of thing, the transgender, the bathroom policies where these boys are, and one girl was raped. This guy says, hey, I'm a girl today, and he puts on a skirt, and he goes into the girl's bathroom and rapes his girl. We, I talked about that when it happened the other day, uh, when we became aware of it. It had happened earlier. 
But there's more news coming out of there today, and I was just reading a little bit of it literally before I signed on the air this morning live. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about that on Monday because, boy, I'll tell you, we're learning some things that are, well, we should know about, uh, you should know about. So we'll probably talk about that. But today in our world, there's always this, this push and pull. And, and the people pushing hard now and trying to overrun our lives are the people that we've elected to bring order and and kind of a, a cadence to life itself. I mean, it, it's, things are really upside down, and there's no question about that. That's why we read in Proverbs chapter, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. You've probably memorized this verse. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Not Olympia, but he. I'm not suggesting lawlessness. I'm suggesting a dependence upon the Lord. I read a story this week. It's interesting. At least it was to me. And I want to share a part of it with you. Are you familiar with In-N-Out Burger? They're based out of California. I think that's where their home base is. And uh, they're not nationwide, but they're really popular. In fact, when they build new, they're up into Oregon. They're coming up kind of like up I-5, and they're in a number of states. I can't remember. They're mostly southwestern uh, states. I think they're in, they're definitely in California. I think they're in Utah and, and maybe Arizona, probably Arizona. I'm not sure. But there's, I don't know, several hundred uh, stores. I want to tell you a little story about them, what's happening to them, and the little kind of a backstory. When you go to these uh, this play, place, one of their deals, it's like I said, it's kind of like McDonald's, but I, it, the burgers are better. But um, on the on the containers, they'll have scriptures, and the first scripture they ever put, and I'll come back to that in a moment. They ever put on on one of their like cups, or the wrapper on a sandwich, or like a hamburger or something, was John three sixteen. I'll tell you how that happened in a moment. But anyway, that's In-N-Out Burger. And when they open a new store, literally, they, they plan for backups up to a half a mile of cars waiting to get in to buy a burger from these people. It's just, it's astounding, but it, it happens. And everybody that knows anything about them knows that. And when they get a permit to build a new store and open a new little restaurant somewhere, uh, they have to take into consideration uh, the, the line that forms to get into these stores, not just at the grand opening, but I mean, it, it's on and on and on. So anyway, they're that popular. Well, this popular fast food chain, this In-N-Out Burger, that's the name of them, they made headlines this week when it announced that it would not enforce, the company would not enforce a COVID-19 vaccination mandate for their patrons in San Francisco. But they said this applies everywhere. On October 14th, that was a, a week ago, the San Francisco Department of Health closed the location on Fisherman's Wharf in downtown San Francisco. I want to talk to you a little bit about the rest of the story. In closing the restaurant, the city government said they were doing so because of the restaurant's, quote, failure to check patrons' vaccination status, a violation of a city edict put in place in August. Following the incident, this Arnie Windsinger, he's the uh, chief legal and business officer for the In-N-Out Burger Company. 
He told Fox News that the restaurant locations contain, quote, clearly posted signage to communicate local vaccination requirements. He says, after closing our restaurant, local regulators informed us that our restaurant associates must actively intervene by demanding proof of vaccination and photo ID from every customer, whether they come through the drive or into the building. Then act as an enforcement personnel by barring entry of any customers without proper documentation. He said, we are not going to go there. And they don't, and they haven't. He condemned the city for its unreasonable, invasive, and unsafe requirements. Well, anybody, that's common sense. The city, in this case, which is in sync with the federal government and Joe Biden's policies, they want the, the business owner to basically do their job and enforce their policies, which are cockamamie policies in the first place. Then they can say, Joe Biden can say in a kind of a passive, hollow-eyed look. Well, we're not enforcing this on these. No, they're not. They have created circumstances that these kinds of, of penalties are placed upon businesses, particularly smaller. I mean, this is a larger gym, but it's not, you know, it's not Amazon. They're creating an environment to impose restrictions that are unacceptable on individuals, their lives, their incomes. And we've seen this from, from gym owners to beauty shop owners to, I mean, whatever. This isn't godly, it's not biblical, and it's not acceptable. Calling the government dictates that forces a private company to discriminate against its customers. This guy said that works for In-N-Out, he's their, their, kind of their legal guy. He said it discriminates against the customers. It's a clear governmental overreach. Well, I would say that's probably an understatement. It's intrusive. It's offensive. The strong pushback from In-N-Out Burger comes just weeks after President Biden mandated all private sector companies with 100 or more employees to require their staff to show proof of vaccination against COVID. That's their staff. But these guys immediately picked up on it and said, oh, no, that's not good enough. We're going to force you or close you. And we're going to force you to to sort of interrogate all of your customers. Biden says he's going to come out. President Biden says he's going to come out with a policy in writing about this. But interestingly enough, he's talked about it and he's created the effect of it in California and other far left state governments. But he hasn't actually come out with any language on the mandate. I found it interesting that Senator Rand Paul, he found out about what I'm telling you yesterday. And uh, there's a picture on on Twitter of Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, sitting at a table outside somewhere. It looks like it's, I don't know where he is, but he's somewhere where an In-N-Out Burger is, a a restaurant. And uh, Senator Paul, uh, he said on his tweet, he said, who said corporations can't act heroically? In-N-Out Burger clashes with San Francisco over vaccine mandate. We refuse to become the vaccine uh, vaccination police. And uh, he's sitting there, as I said, on an outside table eating a burger. In fact, he's got, I'm looking at the picture, he's got two burgers there. Man, they look good. Uh, but he's eating one and the other's there. He's evidently with someone who's 
not eating there is probably taking the picture. But others were on social media yesterday, as you can imagine. I saw one tweet that said, thank you for having principles and refusing to do the state's dirty work. If you live, this person said, if you live near an in and out, please pay them a visit. The public, there's a massive response from the public, and they're praising the position taken by In-N-Out Burger. They say it, it's a principled position, and it is. Fox says In-N-Out, which operates 358 locations across the western United States, is owned by devout Christian Lindsay Snyder and is well known for including Bible verses at the bottom of their soda and milkshake cups. That's true. Let me tell you a little bit about Lindsay Snyder and her family. Some of it's a little ugly, but let me tell you about how the grace of God has touched her life. I don't know her. I've never met her. I'm aware of her. Lindsay Snyder, her grandparents, founded the first restaurant in 1948, in an outburger. Some of the some of the store, the the way they're they're built, and particularly the older ones, that it looks like 1948. It's interesting architecture. But anyway, she recently opened up about her own personal life. She now runs the company. She is the primary owner of the company. The company is valued, 358 stores, valued at $3 billion. Lindsay Snyder herself became a certified billionaire at age 35. She's 37 now, as I understand. But about the scriptures on the cups, I want to talk about that and her personal path to heading up a principled company, as Rand Paul called it yesterday. She says, I've been the one to hurt, and I've been the one that has been hurt. She's had three rocky marriages. The last one ended due to abuse. She said, I gained insight and growth through both sides of the coin. She lost her father in 1999 at age 17, a tragedy which she almost couldn't deal with, but she dealt in great part by abusing drugs and alcohol. In the depths of her devastation, she says, quote, I finally found that the deep need in my heart can only be filled by Jesus Christ and my identity in him. Instead of allowing tragic circumstances to define her future, she says, I came to a point in my life where Snyder decided to surrender her life to Jesus Christ and dedicate her time and energy and talent to glorify him. Her commitment to Christ was followed by her founding a ministry. It's called an army of love. <laughs> and uh, I, having been a youth pastor for so many years, and I, I've seen a lot of kind of fringe cults, that name gave me pause, but it's fine. It's okay. I, I did some checking. And again, I don't know her, but I just know about her. But anyway, it's called Army of Love. And it works to unify the body of Christ into soldiers. These are her words, their words, and unite various ministries. Well, she explains that she was calling out to God as her marriage, yet another one, her second would have been, she's married again. Her second marriage was failing. She said, quote, I felt I was in a place where I couldn't have a ministry because my own heart and home was a mess. She said, I became desperate for the hope that I could be used by God despite my circumstances. She says she was driving through New Orleans one day and she heard Isaiah chapter 61 in her head. She said, the passage that I kept hearing in my head 
said in part, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom to the captives for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Well, that is the verse in a verse in, in Isaiah sixty one. And what she's talking about is the verse that Jesus read in the synagogue when he kind of announced his own public ministry, which stunned the local religious leaders for sure. And you've probably read that. It's in Luke, I believe, his own statement, Jesus' own statement. So she, she had obviously heard that verse, and she had was had grown up around Christians. And her uncle was a Christian, and I'll get to him in a moment. But she says, I, I, I knew that I would be a part of a ministry that would you unify the body of Christ into soldiers who would reach out to one another and to be to the lost in the last days. She says, many attend church, but the pool of discipleship is shallow. So I saw training modules online to disciple people in the word of the Lord. I envisioned this army uniting various ministries and supporting churches and organizations. She's a mother of four. She points out that many churches are afraid to talk about spiritual warfare and demons. But she said, Christians must be equipped to handle the demonic and be prepared to battle the forces of darkness because we are battling against the forces of darkness. Agreed. Her now husband, Sean Ellingson, is running the ministry. It's working with Teen Challenge. I know Teen Challenge very well. It was founded by David Wilkerson, the late David Wilkerson, who was a very good friend of mine. So I know a lot about that. She says her husband is a U.S. Army veteran, retired, who is now leading an army for God. She's not very subtle about what she believes that God wants for her. The Christian roots of In-N-Out Burger are also not so subtle in what they believe, as I said. They have millions of loyal customers. Her uncle Rich was the first to put Bible verses on cups and wrappers in the early 1990s, just before he passed away and just after he had accepted Christ as his Savior. The first verse followed his own conversion to Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Of course, that's John 3.16. In recent years, Snyder has has added a couple of of her own verses. Uh, Interestingly, one of them that she's added to, it's on the French fry container. It says, the wicked... (laughs) I don't know why she chose this verse. I mean, it's a good verse, but it says, the wicked shall fall into mischief. Proverbs 24.6, that's on the French fry container. Another one that she has added, it's on the uh, coffee cups and hot chocolate cups and so on, is Luke chapter 6, verse 35, but love ye your enemies and do good. Whether she's running a multi-billion dollar franchise or leading lost souls to Christ, Snyder says she continually relies on the power of God throughout her life. I'm wondering if the commander-in-chief, Joe Biden, who's really behind this whole movement, are the people who are pulling his strings. I'm wondering if he and others like the president, the governors, I wonder if they understand just what they're dealing with when they start closing places like Bob Martin's Barbershop, or trying to, or In-N-Out Burger. She says he gives us life. God gives us life. She said, then we have the power to do everything that he's called us to do. Amen. I agree with that. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. 
He will empower us to live the life that he's called us to live. Hey, thanks for being with me today, and thank you for your support. We need it. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Thank you for standing with us financially and prayerfully. Have a great weekend. In spite of what these people out there are doing that you hired and pay for, and I, I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.